Get Certified Together program is created by Technocofe, your free online knowledge sharing website based out in London. And that cloud security is a shared responsibility model so the operational control they are not really with the security team they can actually hover between the customers between the teams which are using the cloud solution between the cloud service provider so different teams they work together and different stakeholders they come up together and manage and create all these operational control when they are really deployed in the real environment now first and foremost i will start with info security management For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Get Certified Together series. This is episode number 44 I'm recording today with yet another topics related to cloud security operations. We have covered so far different type of technologies, different type of solutions which we can have, including various strategies which we can place on different layers of the whole cloud infrastructure. So be it a physical layer, be it infra, virtualization, we have applications of course, how we can monitor them, what different type of solutions or what different type of key concepts are around the whole security operational part. In this week's episode, we will be covering more towards the managerial aspects related to the security operational side. Now security operations by the name itself, it suggests that we are handling operations, day-to-day -day operations related to cloud. Operation itself is not a new concept. We all working in IT or even if it's a non-IT department, if it's more towards like engineering business or any kind of organization, whatever kind of solutions or whatever kind of offerings they have in the market, they have their own operations team and which mainly cover things like performance monitoring, operations around capacity, how we can have better plans for change management, how we can have configuration management. These all concepts are there for quite long and we are just covering them from the point of view of cloud security this time. So hopefully this episode might not be that long because 
concepts are pretty basic and when i'll be going through with them you easily can understand and you easily can correlate now there must be question in your mind that if this is such an easy topic and if the whole concepts are such straightforward why haven't released the episode before why it took around 10 days to make this recording available for everyone well the disadvantage of moving the whole audio setup of recording onto the garage is that means i have to record my episode without any heating or without any temperature control i'm here recording around 8 in the evening and it's already minus 3 outside so i am kind of shivering and kind of uh, into this really severe cold outside so you can understand the struggle which i'm going through and behind while recording all these episodes for you guys so even if i'm releasing an episode after some delay doesn't mean that i have forgotten you i'm always here and i am always trying to get whatever time i have to learn something new and share with you guys on the blogging front i have also started writing my first blog of year 2024 so this blog will be around one of the testing which i am doing these days where i'm creating kind of this hybrid domain controller model where we have on-prem domain controllers of microsoft onto the on-premises and one of the domain controller will be onto the cloud that's the whole testing which i am doing and of course by the name itself because it's an hybrid cloud strategy i am facing a lot of challenges a lot of errors around that and i'm trying to cover some of them into my blog post so hopefully i'll be able to resolve most of them and i'll release the blog by end of january so you can of course check that out on my website technocoffee.com finally it will have a new blog I think I am writing it after seven or eight months. So it's kind of exciting in that sense as well. So apart from that, there's nothing new to share, but I certainly hope that you guys are also excited about this new year and you guys also must be at least following your resolutions in January month. So it's pretty early to break new year resolution in the first month of the year itself. So I hope you guys are following whatever goal you won't have thought of achieving in this year and something similar which I am doing as well. Just all the best to you guys and let's take a quick break and after that break we'll be starting the next topics of this domain cloud security operations all right welcome back let's start with today's episode so what i'll be covering today is topic number 5.4 which is implementation of operational controls and standards so operational control like i mentioned are here since we have started working in this it or technical field even non-tech operations are always there we need someone to monitor the things which are happening in an organization in an office or in a building everywhere operations plays a crucial role of course in terms of cloud security or any kind of security as a whole we have to think over from the same perspective here as well what are different strategies or what are different operational controls so let's dive into them although there are around 12 type of operational controls which are mentioned in this particular subtopic i'm not going through them on the same series itself which is mentioned in the syllabus so i'll be more covering towards like the real use case how it really start up which is kind of like a baseline or which is kind of like the first thing you have to think when you are discussing about or when you are thinking about cloud operations or security operations and then we'll subsequently link all other concepts around that and probably make a chain and it will be then easier to correlate the things how it is really happening and how different operations operational control or how these different concepts actually work together in an organization now we have to recall the same concept or same goal which we have discussed multiple times that cloud security is 
shared responsibility model so the operational control they are not really with the security team they can actually hover between the customers between the teams which are using the cloud solution between the cloud service provider so different teams they work together and different stakeholders they come up together and manage and create all these operational control when they are really deployed in the real environment now first and foremost i will start with info security management info security management covers all strategies solution and controls set up and managed by the security team now security team they might have their own recommendation they might have their own solution which they want to deploy and which they want to run to operate for a particular cloud solution or cloud deployment you as a cloud architect or you as an end user can have certain say that your application can support this particular kind of software or can support this particular type of monitoring but ultimately it's the security team or it's the security operations team who should be managing them or who should be actually monitoring them day in and day out so they have the final say in what kind of solution and what kind of strategies should be there of course it will cover everything like asset management policies of security access control roles and responsibilities every security personnel every security team have their own way of doing things and way of using the solution maybe you have a new ciso in your organization and they have worked on a particular monitoring solution or particular asset management solution inventory solution and which they want to redeploy in current organization as well and work on that because they are pretty comfortable in using them and those solution or those softwares have a better experience so it's completely upon security team what kind of solutions they want to deploy and whole discussion around that whole deployment around this security management solution is covered as part of info security management now those info security management solution or those strategies which are part of ism what they will be doing they will be monitoring some end system they will be checking whether all the assets all the softwares all the applications all the cloud building blocks are monitored properly one of the foremost criteria around that is availability management so application which you are deploying on the cloud even the servers even storage solution networking equipments they all must be highly available at all the time otherwise you are simply losing the concept around switching on to the cloud when you are actually playing with the availability because if you are losing availability if you are not creating a high available solution you are in a way playing a risk here if something goes wrong with the equipment or something goes wrong with the application your end users will not be have any access of that application at all and it makes worse in case of public cloud because in public cloud you cannot actually go to data center and fix those solution so for example if you are deploying in one particular az of aws and something goes wrong with that availability zone of aws no one can do anything your application is simply gone so you have to create that application highly available in the day zero itself so that availability management is another key concept around the whole operational controls one more thing is capacity management now capacity management name simply suggest you are checking the utilization we have covered this concept in previous episodes as well where we discuss about this shared resources and how we can have clustered host so capacity management is around that what you are essentially doing is you are making sure that you have ample capacity in your whatever application you are deploying or whatever instance whatever virtual machines containers clusters you are creating those applications those machines should always be underutilized 
at least they should be less than 70%. If they are reaching a certain threshold, then it can actually impact the end users. It can actually slow down the application. Even it can stop accepting the new request. Even it can break down and the whole application can be unrecoverable itself. So capacity management is another key concept around the security operational control because what you want to make sure is you have enough capacity around the whole design, around the whole system which you are creating onto the cloud. Now, once you have sorted out this whole availability and capacity concepts, what you really want to achieve? You want to achieve continuity of service. Your business, your services should always be continuous. So here comes the same old concept of business continuity where we, we make sure that our business, our application, our servers, our whatever deployments we are doing onto the cloud is always available. It's always running. And if something goes wrong, because any disaster can happen anytime. You cannot really can be sure that your application or your servers are always 100% available. What happened in that case is you need to plan out how you want to continue business even during that disaster. So you have to make this business continuity plan where you maybe create a standby site. You have to plan around what kind of switchover will be happening. Will it be seamless or will it be with this, some kind of session breaks? Will the data onto the two sites will always be synced or if your active site is gone, you don't have any data at all on the standby site and that will be a completely fresh deployment. So you have to create and plan all these business continuity plan. And of course, one of the part of that is creating a disaster recovery solution as well. So having disaster recovery solution means you should be having a, a robust backup solution where you are storing the data onto a third location. So if something goes wrong with your primary location, you still have backups stored somewhere and can be restored anytime. Of course, when you talk about disaster recovery, you cannot simply wait for disaster to happen to understand how the application will react, how the backup will be restored and what kind of the stage, the application, the new application, which is restored from backup will come up. You need to test those things in beforehand. So you have an idea that if something goes wrong, when you are creating a backup restore function or creating a backup restore job, the final outcome of the standby solution or final outcome of a standby site should be written and should be recorded in upfront, should be tested out. And everyone should be aware that what new application will be coming up or what kind of uh, situation they will be in even after the restoration is complete. Of course, it also help in deciding what kind of RTO and RPO, remember recovery time objective and recovery parent objective. So all those concepts play around in this continuity management. And, and although it seems like that it's more of an idea which is more relevant during the planning phase, but of course this continuity management actually covers both planning as well as operational aspect as well. In fact, most of this concept like availability management capacity, they are actually can be part of planning phase as well when you are really designing your application in the day zero but even when your application is designed it's created and deployed you still have to keep check on those concepts you have to make sure that all those checks are there all those operational controls around availability around making sure capacity is always there around making sure that business is always continued they actually hover from engineering phase to the operational phase as well and they they are always there you cannot just go away with them now, although we always plan that our business is always continuous and our applications are always highly available, we cannot be really sure always. And there might be a scenario where your application is actually going down, like the case of a physical disaster or your application is overwhelmed because of capacity related issue or there is security attack and your application is no more accessible. You may need to temporarily shut down because there is a potential malicious activity ongoing in your application. So there might be a lot of reason due to which your application is not working as, as expected. And those events which actually lead to your application or your server or your services going 
going down or they are inaccessible those events are captured as part of incident management now incident management itself have multiple phases first you need to monitor all the application day in and day out during that monitoring you might detect that certain application or certain services are not working as expected once you have detected those events then you start planning how to respond to that how you plan your recovery and after everything is restored back to normal after the whole incident plan is covered up you are able to detect and recover it to the same old stage which your application was you of course have to perform some kind of research or analysis around what really happened during that time so all those concepts around incident which are happening in your organization is covered as part of incident management now incident itself when you are solving a particular incident when you are responding and recovering your application that doesn't mean that you actually know about the problem as well what really caused that issue what really happened which actually lead to your application going down that is covered as part of problem management so there is a slight difference between the two they although sound same incidents management and problem management but problem management is dealing with the root cause behind a particular incident so incident management is more into detecting and monitoring and recovering your application or your servers or your services but problem management is actually identifying why that service went down at the first place and that particular concept or that particular operational strategy is really important because what you don't want is same thing or same kind of incidents happening again and again without fixing the actual problem which lead that incident and you need to of course apply some fixes you need to apply some solution or some kind of patches so that that particular application or particular solution from whatever way it went down doesn't happen again it should not be repetitive now of course when you are certain about the root cause of a particular incident you need to apply the fix that fix might be maybe a single line command you need to run maybe a different kind of strategy you need to put in place maybe you need to redeploy your application again maybe you have to apply some patch maybe you have to apply a new software release this whole different kind of solutions or these whole different kind of recovery methods are covered as part of release management what you are doing in release management is you are planning out what was the baseline configuration how the application was deployed first hand how it was running in the production environment and because there was a incident and there was a problem into the machine or into the application you need to apply or you need to bring it to a new version or upgrade it to the new version maybe apply a short term patch as well or short term fix after identifying a root cause and you are certain that this particular command if you run this problem will not be happening again you cannot simply run that command in the production environment you need to test that out in the test server and test application make sure that the new release or new fix whatever you want to apply is working without breaking the application further only then you will be applying the release or applying the new patch or new fix onto the production environment so these whole different phases are covered as part of release management once your application is ready to be upgraded or fix or patch ready to be applied again you cannot just apply it right away as it is you need to get approval from some people right you need to get approval from different stakeholders different business departments because a lot of people must be working or using that application and if you just keep on changing the things on the go without any record itself it can affect in a two different ways first is of course there might be an impact on the end users your application might break which will be kind of surprise for everyone if there is no proper change management approval beforehand second is of course you should be needing some kind of maintenance window you should be having some kind of backup and restore plan as well what if the fix you applied worked absolutely fine in your test environment but when you applied in production it didn't work it can happen means it's not something which i am just speaking out of the blue this can happen that you apply a fix and 
and you test everything working in the in the test environment and then in the production it simply doesn't work so there might be a lot of reason and and you of course need some kind of backup and restore strategy to overcome all those challenges another reason why we should need a proper change management approval and change management process in our organization is to keep the records of the changes now although you are tracking everything as part of your release management maybe you are storing the new code or new patches onto the github or gitlab or whatever versioning system you are using and you are actually aware that this particular fix is having this kind of bug fixes but when that fix is applied onto the end solutions or end application what was the requirement why it was applied at the first place all these things can only be tracked if you have proper change management process so you are exactly aware that what fix is applied why it was applied and if it doesn't work what kind of strategy you have to restore application back into the whatever phase it was before and that's the whole idea behind change management now once you have all the approvals sorted out and there is a change management board who is okay with your recommendation and they are okay for you to go ahead with your activity what if you have 50 or 60 or 100 servers or 150 applications on which you need to apply that patch you cannot do it simply by logging into each application and running or applying whatever fix you have you need some kind of configuration management solution so you can use ansible or puppet and they again have benefit of their own you are not only saving the time with this automation but of course you are again keeping another set of record because if you are running an ansible playbook that can be versioned on the gitlab or github as well and you can keep track of what kind of changes is applied in a particular ansible run everything can be recorded everything can be kept for future reference and it's much easier to roll back as well if you are applying something and it doesn't really work so configuration management it's exactly what it is doing it is managing the whole configuration it is making it easier for you or any application owner or even the security operational side it's easier for anyone to manage and anyone to see what kind of changes are happening into the application and if required they can quickly roll it back if it require that it's working for 10 but not working for another you can exclude those 10 servers and just apply for the first 10 servers so you can play around and you can do a lot of things if you are not using any kind of automation or configuration management solution of course it's big headache and it's big overwork for any engineer another concept around the configuration management is deployment management now deployment management is more around when you are deploying the your application in the day zero itself so in a way i should have covered it after info security management because it's more related to deploying the application which is then of course we make sure that it's highly available it's always having the enough capacity and any kind of changes need to be monitored and everything so deployment management should come in the initial phase itself but it covers again your actual deployment plan and just like release management and configuration management when you are testing out the new patch or new release onto a test server in pre production environment the same concept apply here as well so we have different kind of deployment models like brownfield or greenfield where you are deploying something absolutely fresh in a new environment or you are actually rearchitecting it or rehosting it from an existing environment all these different deployment models comes into picture and of course deployment first is tested on to the test environment onto the pre production before rolling out in the production environment we also have concepts around ci cd and pipelines where you actually use whole pipeline based deployments and have this agile methodology used in the especially in case of uh, if application or softwares it's not that relevant if you are creating the new servers but yeah deployment management covers all those concepts around ci cd and devops now last bit in this security operational control comes under the service level management what we are achieving from this whole 
operational controls or whole operational management thought process. Ultimately, we want to have highly available application with SLA of uh, say 99.99% or 99.9999%. What we really want to achieve is whatever we have promised to our customers. If I am a service provider, I'm a cloud service provider, I'm promising to my customer that cloud will be available for, I don't know, most of the time, if not always. If I am an application provider, I want my end users to never ever face any kind of scenario where they are not able to access the application because I am getting paid for that and if I'm not ensuring that my application is always available for end users my cloud services are not available for the end users then I have to pay some kind of penalty and some kind of expense should be attached to it only then I would have motive to always make my application highly available. So this whole agreement is part of SLA or service level agreements where any service provider or any application provider any kind of owner will have this signed off that their application will be available for this much duration, like I mentioned, four nines or five nines. And if anytime there is a breach in SLA, they are liable to pay for it and they are liable to pay the end users, pay the affected customers for whatever information they lost because of that application downtime. So that's the whole idea means any business always runs on the money on the capital. And if you are losing the capital, if you are losing the money because your application is not up because you're you are paying to your customers because your application or server went down is not a good business model right so any organization should always look to save as much money as they can at least not pay in mode of penalties to the end users and that's what drive the whole business that's what drive the whole cloud security operation what we really want to achieve is if you have promised that your end system or your end application will be always available will be always having this 99.99 percent of availability to the end user then you have to make sure that you achieve it and what you can do to make sure that it's always there and you don't have to pay the penalty you have to make sure that it's available you have to monitor the capacity you have to monitor the incidents find the problems fix in the new releases apply them as gracefully as you can onto the whole estate and of course again monitor them and make sure that business is always continuous if really something is going down if really there is a disaster how quickly you can recover and how much latest data you can recover from from that recovery point so that's whole what is driving this whole cloud security operation so ultimately we have to provide the services what we agreed to the end users all right that's it for today's episode and i hope that you have learned something new today like I mentioned, this episode was a bit easier for me to record and I haven't referred my notes at all because this is something which I am doing since past 10 years. And this is something which I can speak on any day. So it was easier for me. But of course, if it's a new topic for you guys, then you can try to understand it and hope you guys learn something new. For the next week episode, I'll be covering concepts around digital forensics and how we can have a better communication between stakeholders, vendors, customer, partners. I think those two topics looks pretty short. So I will also try to cover the managed security operations where we will be discussed around security operation center, the SOC, how we can apply different kind of monitoring of security controls, log capture and logging, capturing of logs, SIM, IDS, IPS. So all those topics are coming back and I'll, be cover I'll try to cover at least these three subtopics in the next week episode. If we really are able to achieve that, then we will be done with domain five and we should be good to go for domain six in episode number 46, where we will be going into the legal risk and compliance part of the whole cloud security and CCSP. All right, that's it for today's episode. 
let's catch up in the next week episode and i should quickly rush out of my garage because now it's getting really freezing cold here goodbye and good luck thank you for listening to get certified together if you loved our content then please like and subscribe from your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss the notification for our next episodes and announcements You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.